This podcast is an invitation to feel and experience the souls of famous old Hollywood homes and to have an in-depth journey to the areas where they're located through interviews with longtime residents. Either you're a fan of old Hollywood in Los Angeles, planning to have a vacation, or an even bigger step, considering a certain area for your future home. This is your opportunity to receive valuable information and insightful advice you won't find anywhere else. Hello, hello, and welcome to my podcast. Are you in the mood for California? Today, we'll explore and feel Culver City, followed by an interview with magical Helene Marie Anderson, who will share with us what it feels like to live in this area. The nicest part about living here, it's very neighborhood feeling. Um, it has a lot of lot sidewalks and trees and parks and places to go. And it's also very centrally located if you have to be downtown or if you have to be at the beach or anywhere else. So for me, it was a multitude of those things. And I also, uh, the New Yorker in me, the former New Yorker in me really loves walking. And so Culver City is very much a walking area. Masha Korpacheva is a California-based realtor and a member of the National Association of Realtors in Los Angeles. She's an advocate for selling and buying homes with soul and practicing mindfulness in real estate. With master's degrees in spiritual psychology and linguistics, Masha brings all of her skills to work with her clients. An intuit and empath, she has touched many lives with her outstanding ability to see beyond the visible and helping to come to better understanding of issues and their resolutions. An adventurous world traveler, from climbing Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania to exploring the Galapagos Islands, Masha has a particular passion for the City of Angels. Having landed in this paradise and adopted it as her home, she's been sharing old Hollywood stories since 2007. In the mood for California, feel the soul of old Hollywood. And now, are you ready to feel the soul of Culver City? Born in Nebraska, Mr. Culver embarked on a remarkable journey across the globe before finding his heart's home in California, captivated not only by the land, but also by a budding silent film actress. With a vision that resonated deeply within him, he announced his dream to create Culver City, a perfectly situated town between Abbott Kinney's Venice Canals and the vibrant heart of downtown Los Angeles. At the age of 37 in 1917, he founded the town that would bear his name. The area was initially known as Crane's Crossing due to its location near a creek. Harry Culver purchased the land and plunged into a daring endeavor to transform it into a thriving community. Mr. Culver saw the potential for development and recognized the proximity to Los Angeles 
as a significant advantage. With his vision in mind, Culver City rapidly evolved from an agricultural area of barley fields and ranches into a bustling urban center. The establishment of the major studios in Culver City significantly influenced the city's growth, attracting talented filmmakers, actors, and production crews. The presence of MGM, along with other major studios, such as Columbia Pictures and RKO Pictures, solidified Culver City's reputation as the heart of Screenland and contributed to the city's rich cinematic heritage. MGM, under the leadership of legendary studio head Louis B. Mayer, produced numerous iconic films that have left an indelible mark on the history of cinema. Classics like The Wizard of Oz, Gone with the Wind, and Singing in the Rain were brought to life within Culver City's studio lots. These films not only entertained audiences worldwide, but also shaped the trajectory of Hollywood's golden age and left an enduring cultural impact. Beyond the realm of cinema, Culver City embraced its own unique identity as a vibrant residential community. In 1924, Mr. Culver erected the Hotel Hunt, now known as the Culver Hotel, to serve as both his office and a hub for his large sales force. The hotel was built on the famed shortest Main Street in the USA as a magnificent wedge-shaped Renaissance Revival-style masterpiece featuring sculpted stone, brick, ornate overhanging eaves, and an impressive array of 200 windows. Despite offering only one bathroom per floor at the time, it was advertised as a luxury property with 150 modern apartments. During the 1920s and 1930s, the Culver Hotel became a hotspot for the entertainment industry. It attracted prominent Hollywood stars, including legends like Charlie Chaplin, Greta Garbo, Judy Garland, Clark Gable, and even Ronald Reagan. Most famously, nearly all of the 124 munchkins resided here during the filming of The Wizard of Oz, supposedly throwing debaucherous parties and sleeping three to a bed. Beyond his entrepreneurial prowess and visionary spirit, Harry Culver was a dedicated philanthropist. He established a military academy and generously donated land for the development of Loyola Marymount University. Known for his love of horses and his passion for aviation, he organized events like free picnics and charming prettiest baby contests. Harry Culver was a captivating orator, delivering over 600 speeches that painted vivid pictures of his beloved town. His legacy is one of boundless ambition, community building, and a fervent commitment to progress. His innovative style 
and a free-spirited nature are still echoing through time in the words of his favorite slogan, All roads lead to Culver City. And here we are. Welcome to Culver City. I am absolutely delighted to have Helene Marie Anderson here with me. Helene Marie Anderson is a transformational voice coach, singer, pianist, sound healer, musician, composer, energy healer, author, multi-instrumentalist, and teacher. Her unique style of working with sound blends her years of studying healing modalities with contemporary music and sound healing. As a sound healer and meditation teacher, Helene regularly presents sound baths and guided meditations at renowned Los Angeles area studios, Inside LA Meditation, Soul Play Yoga, and the Mindri in Malibu, and has been featured at the Globe Sound Healing Conference, Disclosure Fest, the Dan Meditation, Wisdom LA, and St. John's Cathedral. She has also opened events for such luminary individuals as Jack Canfield, Chicken Soup for the Soul and the Success Principles, Lisa Thomas, Energy Healer, Dr. Bradley Nelson, The Emotion Code, Malika Chopra, and many others. She teaches an arts, leadership, and entrepreneurship class at the renowned University of Southern California Thornton School of Music and has recently created the powerful voice leadership intensive combining leadership and voice training, life coaching, and more. Over the past few years, Helene has developed Sacral Sounds sound healing training programs in Los Angeles, Las Vegas, virtually and beyond. Helene has also produced three professional sound healing recordings, Elemental Alchemy, Painted Sound, A Journey Through the Seven Chakras, and Songs from the Goddess that help to balance the elements and chakras within the body, mind, and spirit. Helene's deepest passion is to share her music and help aspiring singers, speakers, and seekers get in touch with their voice and transform. Please follow Helene on Instagram at Sacral Sounds LA and Facebook, facebook.com slash Helene.Anderson. Her website is www sacralsounds.com. Helene will share with us what it feels like to live in Culver City. Hello, Helene. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. And yourself? I'm doing very well. And I was really looking forward to our conversation today about Culver City. Yeah, me too. Wonderful. So how would you describe 
describe Culver City to someone who has never been there? What would you say, you know, what feelings does this area exude? Well, it's an interesting question because when I first moved to Los Angeles, I actually lived in Hollywood behind the Magic Castle up mm. by Hollywood and Highland. And um, and when I first moved here, it was a gray area, but it also was super loud and super trafficy. And I moved away for a very brief eight months. And when I was going to move back here, I had a couple of friends that lived in this area in Culver City. And the nicest part about living here, it's very neighborhood feeling. Um, it has a lot of lo- sidewalks and trees and parks and places to go. And it's also very centrally located if you have to be downtown or if you have to be at the beach or anywhere else. So for me, it was a multitude of those things. And I also, uh, the New Yorker in me, the former New Yorker in me really loves walking. And so Culver City is very much a walking area. And you can walk to restaurants, you can walk to the park, you can walk to the lookout. There's a, there's a lot of that that's conducive in Culver City. So I really enjoy that aspect of living here. Oh, very nice. So you moved to Culver City mostly because you had friends there and they kind of introduced you to this city, correct? Absolutely. Yes. I uh, I have lived in, in the building I'm in for actually a lot longer than I thought I would be. <laughs> I've been here for... I've been in Culver City for 13 years now and uh, and it's only changed and gotten more expansive so it's been an interesting evolution to watch my building's been renovated since I've been here all of the the aspects of the downtown Culver City have only gotten nicer so the way that they redid um, during the pandemic lockdown they were redoing the entire downtown area of Culver City and so now there's the Culver Steps and there's new restaurants and there's new stores and they have picnic tables everywhere so you can just walk there and hang out and actually I have I have two cats this is a funny part of the story and um, I have a backpack that I put my cats in separately I can't put them both in at the same time and I walk my cat in the backpack to the downtown and sit with them at the picnic table and they're very popular so that's my like fun tidbit about why I really like going and it's that neighborhood feel of people just hanging out outside, which I really love. Yes, downtown of Culver City is very quaint and it gives you like this historical feeling as well. I love Culver Hotel and it's just such an adorable place and I somehow always feel as if I'm in New York if I come to Culver Hotel. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I I used to go to the Culver Hotel quite often, but it's just reopened again. It closed Mm -hmm. for some time and then now that it's kind of open again and there's that very funny display in the front of uh, the hotel where they have the Wizard of Oz little tidbits Mm -hmm. and how all of these people that were in the Wizard of Oz stayed at the hotel and I, I, of course, grew up obsessed with that movie and watching it every year when it was on television. So for me, I'm like, oh, yay, I live where The Wizard of Oz was filmed, which is Aww. always a fun little tidbit because uh, Sony Pictures used to be MGM Studios. So this is where many, many iconic movies were filmed, including The Wizard of Oz. Yes, yes, very true. And it's such a great movie. And I recently rewatched it myself. And uh, it's always so heartwarming to see this movie and to see Judy Garland and uh, it's it's a wonderful wonderful movie absolutely oh so 
since you moved to Color City, how would you say um, the quality of your life was affected? How did it change? Hmm, that's interesting because I, I lived a number of places. I uh, When I moved back here and moved to Culver City, I actually was my, my foray into becoming a freelancer. Mm -hmm. And so... For me, the quality of life living here being centrally located, as I mentioned, because my work takes me all over Los Angeles and I'm blessed to most of the time be going against traffic in Culver City, which is kind of an interesting phenomenon. And, uh, and I also just appreciate that I can just walk whenever I feel like it. I can take my bike down the path because the Bologna Creek bike path is just behind where I live as well. So there's just a lot of options for being outside, for being present, for walking amongst the trees. And uh, and also uh, as a sound healer and vocal transformation coach, which is what I do full time, I also do sound baths at Soul Play Yoga, which uh -huh. is in downtown Culver City. And what's so interesting about that is that's actually the first space that I ever did a sound bath in when it was Goda Yoga originally, which was wow. the original name of that yoga studio. And it's since changed owners twice. And I've just stayed uh, throughout that time. So it's this really beautiful thing where I still do sound baths in that space. And I can basically walk there, except I can't really walk there with all of my sound instruments. So I do drive, even though it's a half a mile away from my, right. my place. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's lovely because it's also just a neighborhood feel yoga studio. And I, I love practicing there. I love doing the sound baths there. And it's still a lot of the same people, which is gives it a real feel of a neighborhood and community. Yes. So I would like to ask you a little bit more about sound baths, because it's such a wonderful experience. And I'm not sure if um, people who do not live in Los Angeles or New York or in other countries experience that. Could you please elaborate a little bit? What is sound baths and what exact techniques do you use uh, when uh, you um, lead sound baths? So what is it all about? Well, the best way I can describe it, especially for someone who doesn't really know what it is, is that the concept and the wording sound bath comes from the idea of bathing in sound. So literally that the sounds wash over you the way that water would wash over you in an actual bath. And so what happens when you're in that experience is that the way that sound healing tools are developed or the way that the music is specifically created in real time, because I use traditional crystal singing bowls, I use Tibetan singing bowls, I use chimes and very traditional sound healing instruments. But I also am a classically trained pianist and singer. And so I also will sometimes um, play the keyboard or piano. And sometimes now I play the harp as well. And I will also sing. And so I bring in this layer of infiltration of what was my classical background into the space as well, because it's all my term for it is energetic music in real time. And so I'm also a trained energy worker and I'm a trained craniosacral therapist. And so when I'm working with energy, it's the music comes and, and it might be very different from one sound bath to the next based on what I sense is needed in the space. So it's a type of working with the energy of the space of the people in the space and allowing the music to come through 
that portal, however it is meant to be experienced. And people are usually really surprised because it's a very experiential place where it accesses the subconscious mind and it elevates an access to consciousness similar to meditation. It's just that with sound, when you have the vibrations and the sounds and the music, it accesses a slightly different part of the brain. Mm -hmm. And so it can sometimes be easier for people to find meditative states through sound than if they're just sitting in meditation or just breathing. Wow. Wow. Helene, what an exquisite, um, you know, description of sound bath uh, you just provided. Thank you so much. It's beautiful. Thank you. And, uh, well, you uh, obviously have just a myriad of talents and skills, and you even play the harp. I mean, how incredible is that? That was my pandemic project. I say I, I basically I had a friend and I tried numerous times in this life to pick up the guitar and, you know, being musical, playing the piano and other things. I kept thinking it would be easy. And somehow I just never fully resonated with the guitar. It was just not an instrument that kind of spoke to me. And so I tried one last time at the beginning of lockdown and then my friend was like, why don't you just play the harp? And I was like, well, that, maybe that's a good idea. So I looked into buying a harp, like a, a, a small harp, um, 27 string to get started. And I found a used one at the Salvi store that used to be in Westwood. It's unfortunately closed down since. But I, I got the harp there and just started playing and fell in love and was like, why haven't I been playing the harp the whole time? And so now I own three harps, actually. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another small harp and a, and, and a bigger lever harp. Eventually, I might get a pedal harp, but I have to be ready for my minivan by the time I get there. So Okay, it looks like this is your new passion. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, because I did experience uh, sound healing myself before, uh, but I've, I've actually never experienced it with a harp it's something very very special mm, yeah i love uh playing the harp it just it accesses a whole other dimension with the sound healing so i am very blessed to have had um a more virtuoso music background because it it enables me to create other layers with sound that you can access through other instruments and the ones that are more deemed for specifically for sound healing. However, I love kind of being a bridge, which I feel like that's what my music does is it bridges a lot of different styles together and um, brings it into the healing space. And I feel very um, blessed to be able to create music in this way. Wow, wonderful. Well, you know, I've never played the harp but from its appearance i believe very strongly that it's a very feminine instrument somehow it seems to me would you agree with that or would you say that your experience is different i mean i i think it can be a, a feminine instrument but i've also heard men play it really beautifully and amazingly well too so i think it just depends i i think uh but feminine doesn't necessarily mean male or female. It's more the the light energy of it. So it, right. I think it just depends. It depends on the music and it depends on the player. I think it can be both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I meant is like not who plays the harp, but the kind of energy that it exudes. It's, uh, it seems to be very strong feminine energy. Like oh, for sure. And it also is like for me, I think of it, I would probably say it's it's a 
more angelic energy. Mm. So that that's that at least that's the way that I interpret it myself. And and it's interesting because I also feel like the harp came into my life at a moment when I was ready to really embrace joy. Beautiful. And then now that you play harp uh, at sound healing uh, ceremonies, you probably share this joy with all the people who attend. Yeah, absolutely. At least that's my intention. You know, everyone has to take it how they take it in terms of that space. But yeah, I feel very um, it's it's a real, uh, really amazing thing to be able to create music in this way for people. Yes, yes, for sure. Well, thank you so much uh, for sharing um, this experience uh, of, you know, playing harp and also, you know, what it means to uh, experience uh, a sound bath. That was very, very interesting. So I have another question to you, Helene, if you don't mind. Um, of course. So tell me a little bit about your home. What does your home mean to you? What would you say is the heart of your home? <laughs> the heart of my home is very clear to anyone who walks in. And my entire living room is a baby grand piano and all my equipment and three harps and uh, a keyboard and mini singing bowls and mini sound healing instruments. So, yeah, I'd say like it's very clear. The heart of my home is music. <laughs> Aww. Wow, that's beautiful. Yes, and I uh, spoke to um, many different musicians, and oftentimes that's what they say. Oh yeah, I mean, and for me, it's 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 more about the space itself because it's it's uh, you know my couch and my table are more often the corner and the focal point or the instruments. Uh huh. Wonderful. So, what about your cats? Do they enjoy listening to the music? Actually, they do. When I when I play the harp or the piano, they kind of chill out. Actually, they they sit on the couch and watch me. It's cute. <laughs> That's very nice. Um, now I have a few Blitz questions uh, about Culver City to you, um, about your favorite places. Sure, go ahead. What is your favorite store in Culver City? Well, there's this place um, on Culver Boulevard. It's like kind of where Culver and Washington Boulevard meet called Lundin's. And, mm -hmm. uh, and it's a really lovely gift store. So I have many Christmases bought family presents in there. They have lots of gifts for anyone that could be in your life. They have gifts for children and gifts for adults and really beautiful cards and that so i i just love that gift store they have a lot of really nice things oh very nice landine so it's probably been there for a while right yeah it's been there for quite some time oh. at least as long as i've lived here for sure okay and it's been 13 years <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so a minute <laughs> so um do you like coffee? I do like coffee. And it's interesting, your question. I um I used to go to a place called Make Out, which is a funny name. But yes, yeah, it was Make Out. It was one of Matthew Kenny's restaurants, but they unfortunately closed. Um, And so my favorite coffee place for sure with really excellent coffee in Culver City is Super Domestic. Mm, super Domestic. Well, it's on Culver Boulevard, but they, they have excellent coffee, really. And excellent matcha and all of the things and and they sell also bicycle gear which oh, is interesting so very um, interesting super domestic coffee selling <laughs> yeah. bicycle gear <laughs> and i think they have another location too down on washington close to the helms bakery and uh but but the one that i go to is the one that's um closer to the downtown very cool super domestic it is <laughs> absolutely uh what about your favorite restaurant well i have to say um my favorite restaurant in culver city is the first 
restaurant in Culver City I ever ate at, which is Akasha, actually. So mm. and I've been going there consistently the whole time, I, actually, since before I lived in Culver City, because um, I used to work at the Los Angeles Philharmonic many years ago. And one of my friends who used to play in the orchestra, we came here for dinner one night and we ended up at Akasha and I think it had just opened. So this was probably 2008, 2009, maybe mm -hmm. they opened in 2009. And I just, they have consistently really good food. Every time I go, the food is good. And I, you know, they used to have a cafe in the front before the pandemic. I'm hoping that they open that back up more fully eventually. Now they still have it. They, there are some tables out there now. Um, but the restaurant itself, like I highly recommend it, like whatever you eat, because even if you're, if you're a vegetarian or you eat meat or you eat whatever, they have a lot of options and, um, and their menus on holidays are also really excellent. Yes. And, uh, you know what? I actually know of Akasha and I've eaten there many times and it is an amazing restaurant. I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. Definitely my favorite. Um, if I had to say a, a second favorite, it would probably be Sage, which uh -huh. is on Sepulveda. It's the a vegan restaurant, but it's re also really delicious. Very nice. Akasha and Sage. Another question to you. So you did mention that you like to take your cats uh, to downtown separately. <laughs> I, I <laughs> do, yeah. <laughs> so uh, what are your favorite streets um, to go for walks? Let's say if you're walk walking with one of your kitties uh, towards downtown. Uh, well, I I live on Lucerne Avenue. And um, so it's kind of where the downtown streets dead end. And so I usually walk on Irving mm -hmm. all the way straight to the downtown. And then I sometimes will walk on Braddock all the way down to Overland or Sepulveda. And, um, and Braddock is a really nice street to walk on. And there's a little park too, Carlson Park, that's on the way. And that's a nice place to sit under a tree and read a book or just hang out for a while. You'll sometimes see yoga classes. I've actually done personal training sessions on the grass there. And, and I'm not the only one. I've seen other people too. So I think um, there's a lot of options in terms of walking around. But my probably my most favorite when I have time is that I go walk up to the Baldwin Hills um, Scenic Overlook. And it's about an hour round trip. Sometimes I will take the longer route um, to go up there. And it's where the Culver City stairs are. So you can either go up the stairs or you can hike up the long way to the lookout. And from that top point, you can see downtown and all of Los Angeles and the beach. And I, I went yesterday and it was just absolutely stunningly gorgeous because you could not only is it green greener than I've ever seen it because of yes. all the rain that we just had but it's also you can just see all the snow-capped mountains and and you can see in the distance and there's like the air is clear and you can see the clouds and so right now it's it's absolutely gorgeous so I highly recommend going and doing mm, that um beautiful that hike, hike up the the overlook for sure baldwin scenic overlook yes and would you say that's the best place to see um the sunset in calvary city for sure for sure you get good views of it just walking around the neighborhood but absolutely from the top of the mountain then you can see everything there okay LA sunsets are the best and every area uh, has its own secret spot to see absolutely sunset. Oh, well, Helene, thank you so much for this wonderful conversation about Culver City and sharing with us about sound baths and your 
walks with your kitty cats <laughs> <laughs> and delicious restaurants in Culver City. So I really appreciate the conversation and that you found the time to speak with me today. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you, Helene. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you very much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed experiencing Culver City with my special guest, Helene Marie Anderson. Please press the like button, follow, and share your feedback for the podcast. Your time and support are greatly appreciated. Next time, we are going to meet in the heart of Beverly Hills. See you there! In the mood for California, feel the soul of old Hollywood 